Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. All right. Turn over with me, if you will, to Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Isn't that amazing? We can just taste and see that the Lord is good. The word there means to experience, experience God. You know, I dare say there are a lot of Christians that other than their conversion, when the Lord drew them into the kingdom, they've never experienced God since. That was it. They go to church. Some of them are faithful. You know, they may even read their Bible. But as far as just experience, experiencing the Lord and what the Lord can do in their life, they just, they just don't do it. Part of that, and I'm not going to be able to preach what I wanted to tonight, so I'm going to just exhort you for a little while. But part of that is because they don't pursue more. You know, I found out a long time ago with the Lord, the Lord, you know, I know there are songs about God pursuing you and all that kind of stuff, and, and um, he did that with Jesus. But I want to tell you something. The Bible says you draw near to God and he draws near to you. If you want something for God, you've got to pursue him. If you need an answer from the Lord, you need to pursue him. If you read the word of God and you find something in there and say, ooh, that, that's, that's probably not for today since... You know, I heard preachers say it's not for today. That doesn't mean it's not for today. If it's in, listen, if it's in the New Testament, if they did it in the book of Acts, then it's for today. Because, you, you know, you do know there's no end to the book of Acts. Okay, it's still, it's still going. And so there are things in the Word of God that, that you just have to pursue in order for God to, to show you and to reveal to you things. You have to seek after. Let me just give you an example of this. And, and uh, well, let me, let me read our, our foundation scripture here from Hebrews real quick. Because it, the thing that I, I, and I can use this as a context, uh, and, and you'd be amazed at what you can receive from God just out of this verse in Hebrews chapter 6, beginning in verse 4. It says, It is impossible for those who were once enlightened, that's born again, have tasted the heavenly gift, that's the Holy Spirit, amen. amen, now listen to this, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, that word there, partakers, actually means partners, and, uh, and then have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. And it goes on to say, if they fall away, to renew them to repentance. The main reason is because you can't go, there's not anything else. It's not that somebody can go so far that, they deny their salvation. They deny the Holy Spirit or they deny something that they once believed. And, and you say, oh, there's no way back for them. No, you just have to go back to what you believed. You understand what I'm saying? You, it's, it's not a matter of there is no place of repentance. There is no place where you can find something else. Okay, you, oh, this is it. So what does it talk about? First of all, it talks about being enlightened or really being born again. All right? 
Now, obviously, that you're not going to experience anything from God until you're born again. Because your spirit has to come alive unto God. And that's, you know, and I get concerned a lot of times because I see so many people who uh, maybe they're born again. But I know they're church members, okay? They're church members. But everything that they go is by circumstances, good or bad. Well, I know it's God because it opened the door. I know it was God because the door was closed. I know it was God because somebody said something to me that was exactly what I needed to hear to know that it was God. Let me tell you something. The devil knows how to talk. And you have to be very careful of that. And without your spirit being alive unto God, you cannot hear the voice of God to know for yourself. Over in 1 John chapter 2, it talks about the fact that we have an anointing that resides on the inside of us when we're born of God. For what purpose? So that we might know. Isn't that good? So the first thing you've got to do to experience God is to be born of God, to be born again. And uh, I, I think I used this testimony. I talked to a guy not too long ago, and I asked him about his experience with God, about being born again. He said, you know, I just can't, I don't ever remember having an experience with God. I've just always gone to church. Now that's admirable that he, he, he goes there, and he may have had a conversion somewhere in there and didn't even realize that he did. But God is to be experienced. Well, where's your faith? Where's faith in it? Faith is believing that God will work in your life. That, that, that God will do something in your life. That, that God will move and flow in your life. It was never God's intent to leave you alone. Okay? For you just to kind of wing it. He's got clear-cut things that you can experience from him that can help you. And obviously, number one is being born again. Now, and I know I've, you've heard my testimony many times, but, but I didn't know anything about being born again. I had never even, as far as I know, ever heard that term. I'd heard the term saved, but I didn't know what that meant. I thought that might, you know, you know, I, didn't, I really didn't have a thought about what it meant to be born again. So I, I came to God with no preconceptions, literally none, other than I knew that if I did follow him, I was going to have to walk away from what I'd been doing. Okay, that It was a different life. I had no idea I didn't have to do it myself. You, you know... See, that's the thing. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to start doing right, and I'm going to get my life right. Well, that's, not, that, that's great, but it, that doesn't mean you're saved. But when you sincerely make Jesus the Lord of your life, and you call on him as your Lord, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and there will be a, your spirit will come alive unto God. Boom. And it doesn't take long. And I, 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 I know I'm, I'm not getting very far, but let me just share this really. I, I've told this story before, but I was in um, preaching in, in Scotland. And uh, you can't go to Scotland and not play golf. 
I mean, if you're a golfer, you know, you just, you just can't do that, you know. Anyway, uh, so I'm playing golf, and I'm, I've, I've got a caddy, a young teenage boy, and I'm, I'm walking with him, and I'm talking to him about the Lord, you know. And, and uh, I, talk, I always just kind of tell my testimony about what God did for me. And, uh, and, um, and I talked to him about, you know, making Jesus the Lord of his life and being born again. He'd never heard that at all, never heard anything about it. He said, well, what, what, how long does it take? See, he's thinking in religious terms, you've got to go through catechism or go through some course or something. And how long does it take? I said, it takes a moment of time. Just That's all it takes is a moment to be born again, to come alive unto God. So you can't experience God in any meaningful way unless you're alive unto God. And, and that's the reason that, that even Paul prayed over in, uh, uh, in uh, Ephesians that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. That we would know what the hope of our calling is. What the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is. He wants, but you've got you've to seek that for yourself even after you're saved. So you can know what God has for you. An experience with God is a pursuit of God. Okay, so the next thing it talks about here is it talks about tasting the heavenly gift, which is the Holy Spirit. And, and the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being a gift, a gift that you receive. And, and now listen to me, because the sad thing about it is that I could, I could offend somebody tonight and they never come back to the church over what I'm about to say because they've already been pre-programmed against this. But if you want to experience God, you're going to have to step out by faith and experience God. Well, what if I, what if I ask God and he gives me, and, and the devil gets in there? Jesus was very clear about that over in Luke chapter 11. He said, if you ask God for anything, he's going to give you what you ask. Okay? So that's not, that should never be a fear. In fact, he was actually talking about, in verse 13, the Holy Spirit. Okay? So... The Bible says that there is a heavenly gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people teach that when you get saved, you get all the Holy Spirit there is. Okay? But I want to tell you something. That's not what the Bible says. And you can't go by an experience. you got to go by the Bible. Okay? There is a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit where you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know most of you probably already know this, but it'd be good for you to know so you can communicate it to somebody else. Okay? But, but there, is a, there is that supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, attached to that gift, in, now we're talking about the Word of God, okay? just so you know. We're talking about God's Word. We're not talking about our ideas. We're not talking about philosophy. And, and let, me, let me read you something that I wrote that will that, help you with this. The, the accounts of what I'm sharing with you tonight, okay, are the foundations of spiritual life, okay? They, but they also confirm the validity of my experience with the Holy Spirit. In other words, if there wasn't anything in the Bible about being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues, then, then you ought to be skeptical. 
Very skeptical. The, I, listen, as a pastor, I, the, way I, the way I operate is if God does something in our services, if the Holy Spirit is moving or something is happening and people are saying it's God, the first thing I do is say, show me what His Word says that in the Word. Because your experience is confirmed by the Word of God. Okay? So I had an experience with God, Becky and I both, we walked down to an altar, never knew anything about the Holy Spirit, didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit at all, but I came to an altar, now listen to me, and when I came to that altar, I prayed the prayer of salvation, and then they kept praying and said, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Becky and I prayed that prayer, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and then they said, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we didn't know what that meant, but we said it. And the next thing you know, I'm experiencing Something that I have never experienced in my life. It's like I exploded on the inside. It was like there was dead, nothing in me. It was all here. And all of a sudden my whole inside just lit up. And I began to speak with other tongues. Now listen to me. That was my experience. And you say, well, that's your experience. That's not mine. Yeah, but my experience was confirmed by the word of God. You understand what I'm saying? It was, it was, it, there was a confirmation there from the Word of God. Now, I don't believe that you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues to go to heaven. Because I can show you in the Word of God over in, in Acts chapter 8 where Philip preached. They had miracles. People got saved. They were baptized in water. Okay? But then Peter and John heard about it and they came... And minister to them and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the point I'm making is this. Listen to me. So you'll understand this. The point is that you can experience more of God. You can taste more of God if you want to. Now I know that I've, I've shared about the Holy Spirit being filled with the Spirit. And, and I've had people that, that, that they, they just want to see if it works. I, I found out the Lord doesn't work on that. He works on sincerity. Lord, I'm hungry for more. Lord, I want you to do more. Lord, I want more in my life. I want to do more. I want you to do more in my life. All of a sudden, when you start talking like that, he starts working. He starts moving. Things start happening in, in your life. Okay? But it's a matter of you desiring the experience of the Word of God. I have never quit desiring this, the, the Spirit of God in my life. Never. If there's more, I want it. And there's probably a lot more than, than what I think I know, okay, that, that, I'm not, that I'm not aware of because I have not been enlightened to it or experienced it yet. But the amazing thing is the moment you experience it, it's there it is in the Bible. It's right there, and I didn't even know it. I don't know how many people over the years have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and they, they, they were against it. They weren't a, it wasn't something that they ever wanted to be a part of. And the next thing you know, they're speaking in tongues and they're saying, and, and, and all of a sudden their life just changes. I'll never forget a teenager in our church years ago got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget it because it was before service on a, on a Sunday morning. And he comes running through that door right there running and going, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. 
Why? Because he'd experienced something. He'd experienced something. See, listen to me. I can just tell you right now, doctrine can't take your experience away from you. Okay? It, it just, it, you can't take it. I mean, I've, I've had friends in the ministry uh, that, that I, I've been close to, and, and, and they, don't, they don't believe in, in being filled with the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in speaking in other tongues. Well, I don't, I don't argue with them about it. They, they say, well, I have all the Holy Spirit. There is. And I'm thinking, no, you just have all the Holy Spirit you've experienced. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of the Holy Spirit that can do, he can do in your life and come on you and do it if, if you just are open to it and experience and let him work in your life. Okay. This has nothing to do with some church doctrine. Okay. It ends up being your doctrine because it's what you believe. But this is about experiencing God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The benefits of, of praying in the Spirit are just phenomenal. But I dare say a lot of Christians, even Spirit-filled Christians, don't, don't really use that in their lives. But if you experience it, God can do wonders. God can do amazing things for you if you'll just let him. Now, let me read this to you again a minute, okay? The Holy Spirit will confirm the validity of your experience, okay? Once that happens in the Word of God, then to deny that experience is to deny the Word of God. To deny the word of God. And I know people who've done that. That's a scary place to live, folks. Yeah, I once believed that, but I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I once believed in healing, but I don't believe in healing anymore. That's, scary. That's a scary place to be. So, there is an experience being filled with the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes even I have, have made it too light of a thing where people really weren't hungry enough for it. Because let me tell you, you get hungry enough for God, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's, there's a man, uh, God, I think his name is Jack Deere. I think that's his name. Anyway, he's a Baptist guy, and he always fought against the Holy Spirit. And he wrote a book. It was called Surprised by the Holy Spirit. Because all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, he had an encounter, an experience with God, and he realized, you know what, I didn't know what I thought I knew. You know, so, so there is an experience. But even that is not, I believe that the next phase that you can step over into is even more powerful because you can be a partaker of the Holy Spirit. Not only just taste of the heavenly gift, but be a partaker of the Holy Spirit or a partner with the Holy Spirit. The word there actually means to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. Where, where you don't have to say, well, I just wonder if it's the will of God. Let me just tell you, okay? Listen to me. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. Listen to me. If you walk in communion with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to ever have to fret over something being the will of God. He, he is in you. He is partnering with you. 
You are walking together down the path of life, and it, it's not, there's no question about it. No, no doubt about it. I have to tell you, that has not been something I, I, I hear people talk about that all the time. I've never even, I, I don't ever think about it. There have been things that have been questionable. I wonder if this is the will of God. But if you're communing with the Holy Spirit, He's going to tell you. You're going to know. Now see, I know some of you are here tonight and you've never heard that voice, but you can. I can't teach you how to do it. It, de it depends on your intimacy with God, whether you're willing to get before God and pray and read His Word and listen to Him. And the more you do that, the more you're going to be exposed and experience more of God. Okay? And I'm just telling you, there's way more out there than we're, we're touching on. Way, way, way more. Sometimes it comes in waves and of revival and, and it's stirred up. But the bottom line is that, that, that being a com in communion with the Holy Spirit is part of who we are as Christians. This isn't, well, they're, you're, they're Pentecostal. Well, every Christian ought to be Pentecostal because that's when the church was birthed on Pentecost. Has nothing to do with denomination. Has nothing to do with any. Just read the Bible. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. And I really think I'm talking to somebody tonight, so just listen to me, okay? Just let the Holy Spirit guide you in the Word of God, and He'll confirm your experience, and He won't. And you go to, listen, I'm telling you, there are lots of people that can explain away experiences from God. They can explain it away, but that doesn't mean it goes away. Because I'm telling you, you can't take it away from me. I know better. I, I know better. And I know, I, know, I know the will of God for my life, and I know the will of God for my, for, for my family, for Becky and I, because I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And there have been times where, where I almost got off. But it wasn't, but let me tell you, and, and I probably would have gotten off, except for the fact that I said, no, I've got to know for sure, and I'm going to fast and pray until I hear And, and I'm going to tell you, you pursue God, you push into that, and you're going to experience God, and you're going to hear the voice of God, and you're going to know what's right and what's wrong, and you're going to know what you need to do and what you don't need to do, and you're going to need to know how come you're so perfect and everybody else is messed up, and you're going to come to find out that that's just not the way it is. Because you'll be enlightened. Your eyes will be open. Amen? So you can be a, a partner with the Holy Spirit. Listen, when you start doing that, all of a sudden, He starts working in another way in your life. Okay? There, is, there, there are nine fruit of the Spirit. Okay? You may be able to do things you never thought you could do. You actually may be able to walk in love. You actually might have peace in your life. You, might, you, you actually might be long-suffering for a change in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit 
you're in fellowship with him, and it's not something you have to make yourself do. But then you can get over into another realm over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you can start, you can find out about the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, where he will actually work in you. Now look, not everybody's going to have every gift, okay? You know, there's, there's a gift of tongues. A lot of people confuse that with speaking in tongues. It's totally different. It's a, it's a language of tongues, your particular tongue, but it's used for public edification in conjunction with interpretation. Really, you know what it's for? It's for exhortation. The third part of that is called prophecy. Prophecy is not, thus saith the Lord, the world's coming to an end in five days. <laughs> the word there has no literal prophetic future to it. It is an exhortation edify to build up somebody you might have run in across somebody and you probably already done this and didn't even realize it run across somebody and you just felt like you know i just need to encourage them and i'm just going to encourage them and speak to them and and talk to them a little while next thing you know it's something's coming out of you i, I don't even know i knew that or i didn't even know i could say that and the, and what are you doing you're prophesying you're encouraging somebody so those, the, and that's why the Bible says we ought to desire to prophesy. Okay? Pretty simple, isn't it? There are power gifts. The gift of faith. The gifts of healing. Working of miracles. Those are things that work. I believe they work more in the ministry in certain people than they do necessarily in the body of Christ. But that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit couldn't come on you to do any of that. Then there are three revelation gifts. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Boy, you need discerning of spirits. Listen, I, I, I can tell you this. Listen to me. I have been around people that everybody thought they were wonderful, and the Holy Spirit would show me that it was a wrong spirit. I don't say anything. I don't get it. Well, the Lord showed me they're bad. No, I just watch it. Now listen, if they're messing with you, I'm on it. Okay. See, we, we've had that in our church before. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Amen. I've only had to, I, I, I've only had to ask somebody to leave our church one time. But you better be glad I did. But the point is, that the Holy Spirit can use that in you. You can, you can hear somebody, oh, this sounds good, this sounds great, this is wonderful. The next thing you know, the Holy Spirit says, ooh, don't touch that. That's not good. That's not good. That's the discerning of spirits. It's amazing how it works. Word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is real simple. It's a supernatural understanding of something that's happened right now in the present. Something now. It's going on right now. I operate in that a good bit. Okay. Then there's a word of wisdom, and the word of wisdom is something that's going to happen. Going to happen. All of those, okay, listen to me, all of those are in the Bible, and all of them are for the body of Christ. They're manifestations of the Spirit. You can experience that. You say, well, 
I don't know what I... Well, the Bible says desire spiritual gifts. Desire them. Which one? Which one do you need? Frankly, I found out the Holy Spirit knows better than I do about what I need. Okay? But, but you, you, there, is a, there, is, there has to be on the inside of you a desire to do it. A hunger. Lord, I want to be used. I want the gifts of the Spirit working in my life. That's not a bad thing. The Bible tells us, instructs us to do just that. Okay? You can be a partner with the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know whether that rings true to you or not, but listen to me. A partner with God's Spirit. I mean, think about it. A partner with God's Spirit. I like it. I like it. I like the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And sometimes what he says to me, I don't like, but I like that he was speaking to me. But the thing is, that's an experience for you if you're a child of God, if you're born of God. Not only that, it says that you can taste or experience the good word of God. Do you understand that God's word is alive? Hebrews 4.12 says it's alive, it's active, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit, and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. When you submit yourself to the word of God, it will start speaking to you. Not all the time, but if you read the word of God and let it be a part of your life, God will start speaking to you out of that word and listen to me listen to what I'm saying he will only speak according to his word you know a lot of people are trying to find something in the Bible to justify their lifestyle you, you know what I mean well you know I don't, you know well the, you know Moses said they could get a divorce I needed to get a divorce well wait a minute if you go read Jesus, Jesus said, yeah, but it wasn't that way in the beginning. So don't get caught trying to find something to justify something you already know isn't right. Or you're going to, you're going to, you'll find it. You'll find it. But if you just submit yourself to the word of God, it's real. Oh my goodness, it's real. It's real. I can't tell you. Listen, I, I one of the one a, a pivotal point. And Becky brought this out in the 40th anniversary thing. A pivotal point in my ministry in the early days. Okay, and I, I'm sure the only reason the Lord told me this is because He knew I was going to go look it up. Okay, but but we were on television, and I think Becky's talked about that. We 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 did. I forgot how many shows. How, how many was it? Thirteen shows in two days. You know, taped them. We were working. It was, and we were touching people. But I was in Bakersfield, California, at preaching out there in in a church. And I'm early riser anyway. But but the Lord woke me up. And there's a total difference when the Lord wakes you up. You don't just kind of, good morning, Lord. How you today? I mean, you're wide awake. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and said, let the television ministry die. 
And if it dies, I'll raise it back up. I mean, it was so clear to me. And then I went to the Word of God, and John 12, 24 says just that. Except a seed of corn fall on the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And I, that day, I called and canceled all our contracts, canceled all the shooting, canceled everything, because the Lord said, let it die. And you know what? That seed that I let die produced two television stations. But it was, in the, it was in the Word of God. Okay, I didn't have to make something happen. It was, it was right there. I just experienced it. Last thing. We're not there yet, but we're close. The Bible says that we're going to taste. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just read, read it to you like this. Listen, listen to this. We're going to taste of the powers of of the world to come. If you're a born again child of God and you're, you're still in a desire mode for the things of God and for more of God, you're going to experience something beyond what you've ever imagined. I, and I don't even know exactly what it's going to be. I do believe I have some insight into the end about what we're going to be able to experience as believers. But, but the Bible is so clear that there are otherworldly things that people of the Spirit can actually step over into. I use the example of Philip. Philip was translated from one place to another. One day here, one day here. That's not of this world, folks. Peter walked on water. It's not of this world. I, I read about, uh, uh, you know, old Pentecostal things and spirit, spirit-filled things from the past. And, and um, I, I was reading about one particular um, uh, preacher, and, and he said that he was in this church and he was preaching. And, and um, there was an older lady on the front row. And when the music started going and she really got, you know, really got in the spirit and started worshiping God, he said, you know, back then they had these big prayer rails, you know. She would, this is an elderly lady, would get up on that banister, on that rope, and dance like a tightrope, dance on that. And he said, one day I'm standing, one time I'm standing there watching her dance, and she walked right off the end of it and turned around and walked back. I don't believe that. Well, strike off number five on your list. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. I'm for whatever God wants to do. I, I don't want to just kind of make it. I want to I experience God in my life. And wherever, the thing about it is with the Lord is, wherever you are in your experience with God, there's always more. There's always more that you can experience from God. One of my uh, mentors, Dr. Lester Sumrall, was 75, I think it was 75. He's in Israel, and the Lord speaks to him and gives him this whole feeding program to feed people all over the world. He's 75, 76 years old. He said, Lord, why are you giving that to me now? And he said, because you're old enough, I can trust you with it. Man, he bought, he, he bought two 
C-130 military aircraft that you're not supposed to be able to buy, but God opened the door. He could buy those. That's the ones where you drive right up in the back and load them up. He had a ship that he hauled grain all over the world in. And it happened in like three years. It, it, it was amazing how quick it happened. Wouldn't you like for God to use you to do something? Well, if you're not continually experiencing God, you're going to miss something. You've got to pursue the things of God. Pursue the Lord. And when you do, you can taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.